Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services, let them know Derek sent you. What are you doing? I pushed the wrong button. Why? Stop pressing buttons, then, nigga. Shit. I mean, as a ex-husband, you should know all about pushing the wrong buttons. <laughs> and listen, I still got, I still got to deal with my ex-wife. Not now, not on the same level, but yeah. There's a uh, 18 year reaction that happens when you have children. Yep. 18 years of aftershocks, aftermath. Welcome to another one. I'm Derek. That's Scar. I think Brandon's here. Brandon? Brandon? The what? Shit. I was going to talk shit about Brandon behind his back and say how great of a guy he was. Can we talk about how great this episode was? Right? I told y'all last last episode that I had already watched this episode and I watched this bitch at work. And when the episode was over, I almost stood up and clapped at work. Like this shit was this shit was fantastic. And like even like the lulls in the season were all to set this shit up. And it 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 just all worked fantastically. Uh, not all of it. A lot of it did. Not all of it. Mean, what do you mean not all? What what didn't work for you? That Kasima Delphine thing at the end was forced as fuck. Where all of a sudden she was like, I'm sorry that I didn't recognize the thing I told you to do is what you were doing this entire time. I think somebody, I think somebody probably told them like, hey, you do realize like the, the same thing we've been saying for weeks. Like, yo, she is acting real crazy when she asked her to do this. So it's like somebody needs to address this shit. So they they wrote a scene where that shit happened. Yeah, but, that was like, the one Oz moment in this entire season finale. That was the one thing that felt Oz like. Like that but, didn't. Everything but it else had was to, right. But it had to be addressed, in, in, you know, because of what happened after. Yeah, yeah, no, it did. It definitely did. I'm just saying that it 
like nigga it you're just now realizing oh shit i am the one like we've been saying oh shit i am the one who set her off on this path yeah she was also fuck shit like 100 percent so to suddenly apologize at the very end like you know what i've been an asshole and you've been doing what i asked you to do and <laughs> let's kiss i was like somebody about to get shot You ain't just gonna tie up these uh, knots that cleanly and not expect somebody to get blopped on. And uh, shout out to Delphine, who, like, when shit really started to hit the fan, she was like, Let me go ahead and put this pistol in my pocket real quick. (laughs) She was like, Nah, dog, I'm gonna make sure I'm good. But at the same time, shout out to Delphine, who hasn't seen enough movies to recognize, nigga, you do not park in a parking garage. Once the when funk they, is on. Once, once you know they coming to see you. You better be on the buddy system like a motherfucker. Everywhere we going. Hey, we walk together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's where we going. Where, where, hey, y'all coming with me? Where, where are we going to right now? What, what, wait, what, what? I got to walk in there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Shout out to my nigga Ferdinand, who... Whew. Ferdinand, like Ooh. I was, I was waiting for this because I know, like Ferdinand, when he first comes through, like he's, 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 he's a bit, he's, I mean, he's a bit of a weird dude, but like, my man came through, and this is the remember, I had a conversation, I, I had a conversation with you, um, about um, my my ex wife being mad at me for um for telling Pooh Bear about um, Emmett Till and all of that kind of stuff. This mm-hmm. is like last last summer. And, and you know, my ex-wife was mad at me because I showed her, I showed her the picture of Emmett Till. And I was like, uh, we just watched an episode where somebody's brains just got bashed in on camera and, you know, a grainy picture from the the 30s or, you know, whenever it was Uh, a grainy picture from the 30s is what upset her. But we like we had just watched this episode. You know what I mean? We had just watched this episode. And then it was just like, well, you showed her that picture and now she seemed disturbed. She wasn't disturbed by a nigga getting his brains beat in with a fucking baseball bat. I am almost 100 percent certain that kids nowadays and and it's going to sound I'm going to sound old when I say it but thanks to video games Ryan's ain't doing nothing to these kids right and but like a picture of Emmett Till is is a step too fucking far mhm when has any of this ever done anything to kids exactly is that mine it's got to be mine kids are pretty fucking resilient they are except mine well, yeah, your kid. Yeah, everybody else's kid though. Fucking resilient. Yeah, she got a little bit of she got she got, got a little bit of her mom in her. So I went back and listened to Eminem uh, today. We we've been in Vegas um, for the past couple of days for a basketball tournament, um, and so we drove back, which was a mistake. I'm never doing that again. Did y'all know, Brandon? Did y'all ever go to Vegas while you were uh, in LA or in San Diego? No, but I've been to Vegas probably like 15 times in my life. Do you fly to Vegas or do you drive to Vegas? Why would I drive to Vegas? There's a difference. I drove to Vegas. 
And that's why I was asking because I was like, okay, if you're right there in San Diego, you might have thought, okay, we could drive to Vegas like they did in that movie Swingers and all that kind of stuff. Never drive to Vegas. There's literally two lanes in and two lanes out of Vegas. Yeah, that's that was a big problem. Why would you why would I fly when I lived in San Diego, plane tickets to Vegas were like $49. Why would I ever drive? It's cheaper to fly. Much. Especially now. But I mean, no, now it's like a hundred and seven or a hundred and eight one way to get into Vegas. So we were like, okay, you know, when it's three people and you're paying like two hundred bucks to fly per person, then you're like, okay, maybe we can make this work out if we drive, but it just that's a, that's yeah, a but you, didn't you have to fill up twice? Uh we filled up four times overall, three times. Three times, I think. So what's it like fifty dollars each time? Um yeah, because Vegas, Nevada still has really nice gas prices compared to California. Oh, well, that's not too They're bad. still like four seventy. But the thing is, when we left Vegas, because we were down there Memorial Day weekend, I noticed Evergreen, but this is important. That's why I'm saying that that date. <clears throat> Everybody else was leaving the tournament at the same time we were leaving. And so those two lanes, it took us like two hours to go maybe 40 miles. I know that life because like if you are trying to, um, you know, you're trying to leave Hampton Roads and you're on 64, a good stretch of 64 is just two fucking lanes and that shit is always packed. I fucking hate two lane roads. I don't get it. They, in this day and age, they're working. They're working to expand the lanes they have in certain places, but it's it's not all the way yet. And the part where it, when it goes down to two, it's just like fuck. Right. I know we're in traffic on sixty four. Because you live a semi term type of life, Brandon. You're yeah, a fucking man. wizard, yeah. Harry. You're a wizard. <laughs> I still the, the one of the funniest memes ever is uh when they put Sam Jackson's uh face on Hagrid it's like you're a wizard motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, we were down there and I was listening to Eminem a little bit because Till I Collapse is still one of my favorite rap songs of all time. I can't listen to a lot of Eminem. Like his 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 overuse of the alternate F word just doesn't. No, that's that's me. a problem. Uh, that's the that's why that's the one song that I can listen to. But I went and listened to him because of the conversation we had in the last episode, where you were mentioning how he sounded like Pac, and I just want to see if there were any other songs where he sounded that much like him. But no, um, I think that I've aged out of a lot of rap. I think that's the problem for me. Like, Brandon, I wanted to apologize because I know it seemed like I was really put out about what you were saying about Tupac. I don't really care. I don't. I don't even listen to Pac that much anymore. I'm at that age now where I'm, like, listening to a lot more R&B than anything else. Unless it's something that's super ratchet or something that's brand new. I so want to get I I so want to get back into R&B the way I know I should have been this whole time like it was it was like recent years especially when I was um when I was painting a lot I listened to a lot of R&B when I wasn't recording or like you know 
you know, when I when I record a YouTube video, I usually talk in the intro and then I talk uh, at the end showing you what I did. But in the middle, I'm usually listening to music. That's why I don't really say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started listening to a lot of R&B while I was painting. And like I, I listened to a lot of Neo Soul and stuff like that. And I was just like, yo, I missed out on a whole lot. And like I completely like I completely missed out on the absolute fucking greatness of Maxwell. Whew. There's a couple of songs that I that I was like, yeah, I know these songs, but like I didn't realize how much of it I did actually know. Cause like I'm, I found myself singing and I was like, where the fuck did I did I learn this? And and then like and then some of the songs that I didn't know, I was like, fuck man, these are great fucking songs. It's like it was like that the 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 scene in in the Chappelle show where uh, Arsenio Hall was like, "Why don't you tell me how good this fucking cheese is?" You know what I mean? Like that part, like I was I felt that way about a, a lot of this music that I missed out on. Um, so I, I really want to get into I really want to get back into some 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 good shit. But I, I found some stuff about just listening to um, playlists that people that other people have made in the the stuff that gets automatically made on youtube music mm-hmm. um yeah you you know you'll pick, you, you'll pick a song mm-hmm. and you'll play that one song and then it'll just make a fucking playlist for you i don't know if it does that on spotify but it does okay so i don't know because i know you spotify i, I know but, i know you i know it does um but yeah that's 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 really cool and, and like it really put me into some it really put me into some some good shit, and I, I found some new newer rap dudes that I'm really kind of into, like listening to their music that I never thought that I would care about, like Dom Kennedy. Like, I really like Dom Kennedy's music. you know like fucking witcher conley um both both norfolk state and southern play uh lemonade Mm -hmm. and i was just kind of like okay let me listen to this song and so i listened to the song and i was like i really like this and like when the playlist kept going and more of his songs kept coming up in that playlist i was like damn i really like this dude dom kennedy Oh man! Another another dude. He sounds like a, he sounds like a um, just like Kendrick Lamar. He sounds like a, a R and B dude that that uh, performs with no shoes on. Um, <laughs> like his name makes it, you know. So he sounds like an Eric Benet type, uh, Eric Benet type of nigga. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Niggas get divorced and get alimony. Um, Brandon, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, like the episode. That. I didn't finish the sentence. That's two sentences. Uh-uh. It was one, and then it got split by you saying you already asked me that. Mm-hmm. Brandon, how are you doing? How'd you like the episode? <laughs> That's a terrible sentence. I know. As an English major, I'm ashamed. But how are you doing? How'd you like the episode? It was all right. It was straight. It was kind of forced. Forced. I mean, except for that one part, I I don't see forced. Uh, Mrs. S's mama being leader and her purposely getting Sarah to Mrs. S is forced. Yeah. So so so. Um. Does that mean that Sarah and Miss S are sisters, or does that mean that Sarah is Mrs. S's auntie? Mm, kind of both. 
Kind of? Yeah, it it is it it is that was a big coinkadink. That no, because it seemed to be set up because when she was talking about Carlton and stuff like that, Carlton specifically came to her and said, I need you to hide this child. Like she said it on multiple occasions. Carlton brought this child to her specifically. Yeah. Like they they made a point to they made a point to say that on multiple occasions. And like and when she talked to Carlton, he said the exact same thing that she's been saying this whole time. This this child was for you. Yeah, that's true. What you got to say about that, Brandon. It was forced. <laughs> I knew that's what he had to say about that. But but I think I say, but like the way that she said it when she said like um you know you know the the doctor hid he uh made sure that he kept me hidden and when he needed to hide I sent him to you and as a thank you he sent you the child that's the way that she said it. Yeah, but it's forced that she's the person that Mrs. S. Mama. Is the person that they got it from? I felt the 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 thing the thing the way that Mama said it when she was talking about like I I sent you this child because no that was a, not that, that was a part. piece. I'm saying it's forced that Mrs. S's mom is the person that's the original. I don't know. I I I never thought about it. I, I guess I never really thought about it too deeply. I was just kind of like, okay, I guess we're going with this. I don't, I never thought about it too deeply. So I guess maybe I'm on a different wavelength than y'all. No, I feel what Brandon's saying though. Um, having her pop up and be the skeleton key for a lot of things at the end of this season is convenient. No, I don't. I, I look at it as she her having her pop up and fucking connect those dots. That having her hanging. pop up, having Miss S uh, mom pop up, be a chimera. Um, also be the person who was nice enough to send Sarah off on her way to Miss S. That wasn't hers. That was Duncan's. Duncan was the one who sent. She's she she said she sent Duncan to Mrs. S. And as a thank you, Duncan arranged for Sarah to be sent to Mrs. S. So because of her. Yeah, but like it's is not necessarily like Sarah being there is like, you know, and then the way that she was talking about like, the you know, I tried to do something good with my fucked up life. You know what I mean? Like I felt that shit. I, I maybe maybe I seen the shit too much and like maybe I just bought clean into it maybe that's a difference that's the difference between me and y'all yeah maybe well rachel wakes up in austria we think and what seems to be a luxurious bedroom but there's nobody there um a letter she finds advise her hey take that band-aid off your eye nigga you you home now mm-hmm. and she finds that that she now has a working artificial eye Hey, you know, sometimes I sit back and think about the fact that I wasn't allowed to wear a hat in church with the old church moms were. And their hats would be huge, and all I wanted to wear was a baseball cap. Where did that come from? Take the bandage off your eye, take your hat off, nigga, while somebody else walks in. And it ain't even, the hat ain't even got a top. It's just their hair coming out the top of the hat. Okay. 
You've seen old black mothers, church hats. I mean, my, that's my aunt. My my aunt is about that life. Um, so I know I know the person that you're talking about. I just didn't know the the part that you know we we're talking about the eye and all of this kind of stuff. And then you're talking about church hats. I would try to figure out. Remove the bandage, remove the hat. Hey, you got to take the hat off before you go in there. Nah, man, you got to let me up in there, man. Okay. You know what? I'm just just gonna go with it. You know what? I think think you just wanted to get your shit off. So you know what? I'll let you ride. What, Brandon? What you you listen to, Brandon? You and Scar? So yeah, she finds she has like a artificial working eye. That shit look robotic as fuck. Like she got X-ray vision or something. Um, it's pretty. I liked it. Um, you probably see the fucking the spectrum, light right? spectrum through her eye and shit. You know what I mean? She, she probably got it where it will say the classification of everything she's looking at, and she could fucking do infrared and all this kind of stuff. But that's gonna come back too. Fun things, fun, fun things. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't say nothing, but fun things are going to happen with the eye. <laughs> so art found in industrial space. It looks just like Felix's apartment, but cleaner and bigger. And Scott sets it up as a biocontainment in our biocontainment area. And um, Sarah and Shaban install Kendall Malone there. And she's fussing and complaining all the way. And, chain smoking and basically just being mean and they're concerned that none of Kendall's DNA got lost to be collected by enemies or anything. And Sarah remarks again, how Kendall doesn't look like her. And Scott's like, that's how it is with chimeras. You know, the two cell lines expressed def- differently. And uh, Siobhan is still quite hostile to Kendall and ready to kill her and incinerate her or dissolve her in sulfuric acid on any chance of the Kendall's DNA being lost. You still mad about her husband. She was just like, you know, I wanted to do it with some garden shears, but this will do. Yeah, she really like, we're going to have this talk. At some point, you and I going to talk. And um, Sarah thanks Art, and Art's like, I do what I can for the sisters. <laughs> yeah, They just Art. brought Art back for a cameo. Hey, that's how I play a play. I do what I can for the sisters, too, Art. <laughs> He said it like that was an S on the end. Art that Art that dude, man. He's I mean, he's he he's he ain't all the way out yet. Art is like whenever you need me, just call and I'll be there. Right? For the sisters. So I felt that. I might make that into a t-shirt. It'll sell on both sides because the folks from the clone club will know it's a quote, and the black ladies will think, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. <laughs> And Art probably meant it both ways, and I mean it both ways, but mostly for the system. No, he didn't. No. He loved Beth. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, is I'm going to ask you this, and if it's something that's spoiling, please just say, you know, I can't let you know that. Is Angela, is Angie DeAngelis no longer going to show up? Uh, she'll be back. Okay, just checking. So, um... Cody, Dr. Cody meets with David Benchman and the U.S. government building. David she, Banner. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know why Rubber Band Man came into my head. I feel like they say David Banner that's, at the beginning that's one of his, that. That's one of his best beats. One of his best, so he like, did do produce, that beat, right? Song. Yeah, that's why I said okay. his name at the beginning. I thought it said his name at the beginning, and then I was like, wait, what? 
David Banner. Okay. But um, she says the program's still viable, and Rudy is there as, as her guard, uh, still twitching and shit. Yeah. And they know Sarah's people have the cast for original and, and, and ready to get it at all costs. And um, Cody's like, hey, which one of them motherfuckers is unprotected? And he's like, yeah, they all bunned up except for that one, you know, the fucking soccer mom. And they're like, all right, go get her. So it's election day for Allison, and she's out campaigning, campaigning with the campaign bus to uh, carry supporters around. Um, her fucking um, rival, Marcy, comes up to her and gets a fucking loudspeaker to the face. Right. <laughs> what the fuck do you want? You can't use that. You can't use that. It's a loophole, my bitch. <laughs> like, uh, and they all get on the bus and um, start doing soccer chants, but they change it to Allison. Um, here we go, Allison. Here we go. Um, at, at the same time, before they leave out at home, Donnie gives Helena a present. He leads her to her boyfriend, Jesse, who she literally calls Jesse Towing. Yes. She don't know him as nothing different. Mm-mm. And they're glad to be reunited. That's what's that's what's on the hat. That's what's on the that's what's that's what's on the truck. And that's what's on her heart. Jesse Towing. Hey Jesse, Jesse. Towing, what's happening? <laughs> Jesse Towing. My nigga Jesse. How did she? How did they find Jesse Towing? Because his business is called Jesse's Towing. Like it's not that hard to find <laughs> Jesse's Towing. Like a quick Google search will find Jesse's Towing for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, but they was far as fuck away. Helena we don't actually know how Sarah far away. Went on a long ass drive. Yes, was they, it they Mexico? Were, we they never were on a long ass out. drive so much that they had to stop overnight somewhere before they got to that place where they where that church was. Yes, they did. They went south, I believe, before they got to wherever they were, where she and Jesse met up. But I don't, I don't know. But yeah. She's like my, real happy to see him. My, my IMDb is not working very well. I was checking on the Angela D'Angelo's thing, and it said that her last episode was in 2016. So I guess she is still going to be in here. I was double checking. I appreciate that because it's important. Yeah. Um, Kasima meets with Shay again. And Shay is like, nigga, why the fuck are you here? Like, I do like the closure that happens right here. Where Shay is like, you can say whatever you want, but your crazy ass girlfriend came over here and you're acting hella sus. The fuck, dog? Right. And, and then she was like, you I'm, lied to me about what you did. And she's like, bitch, we're on Tinder. Exactly. It's like, yo, I mean, why wouldn't I hype up my profile? Like, right. I'm on Tinder. Like, you literally lied to me about a gang of stuff. Because he was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm mad to uh, I'm mad at a lot of people about things that I really shouldn't be mad at them about. And with you, I lied to you a lot more than you lied to me. So, friends, no, bitch, leave, leave, ho. Your ex girlfriend said she was gonna slip my wrist in a bathtub and let me bleed the fuck out. I slip my wrist and feet. She was right? gonna open. My, she was gonna open my veins. That is extra credit to go after the feet. She was just being protective. She was, but Shay don't gotta forgive she was her being, for that. She was being protective 
because Kasima fucking led her down the path. And then when, when she gave her that information, she went based off of that information and didn't actually talk to Shay herself. Mm-hmm. She could have just talked to her. Shay could have some compassion. That's some bullshit. Straight bullshit, homie. I'm just like, yo, um, what you ain't going to do is expect me to forgive you when your girlfriend just pulls up and you don't even say nothing to her. You ain't going to check her. You ain't going to do nothing like that. As far as I know, we can't be cool no more. And then when I ask what what's up with you, you like, I can't tell you. I almost died. You can tell me something. Anything. Ferdinand, yeah, respect. They've 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 had sex. How how long do you have to go before you earn somebody's trust? If you're staying with one sex. another, having sex is not the it's not the it's not it, the benchmark. But if y'all are staying with one another, I mean, like how how much? Honestly, how much work needs to put like in? just didn't have a crib. It kind of seemed like it, like she had that one apartment and then all of a sudden she didn't have any. It was weird. When she first when she first started fucking with Delphine, she had no apartment, but like who the fuck knows what happened with that? I feel like that was Delphine's apartment. No, it was hers. Because remember, Delphine came to visit her there. And that's when Delphine took that information from her. About the other sisters. Oh yeah, that's right. But I think that's when they were living in Minnesota. No. Yeah, that was. That's when they were living in Minnesota. That's before she moved up to Toronto. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, that's when she was still living in Minnesota. I don't think she got a crib in Toronto. Yeah, me neither. That's why I think she's been shacking up with every girlfriend she's had. I think she's professionally homeless. (laughs) She's a homosexual. Yep, she professionally homeless. Um, it said it said D'Angelis is in one more episode, but it's a flashback episode. Uh, okay, okay. Um, Ferdinand meet up with meets up with Delphine Diet, and he's like, I didn't find Kendall or her DNA, just her burnt out house. You know something about that, my nigga? And he still wants to cast her original, and Delphine's like, Yo, there's a different deal, and Sarah pops out. Um, and he realizes, thanks to Sarah telling him that I the love, less I love, I love the fact that she, she, she put on, she put on the voice and that's when he realized he got duped. Like she, she didn't actually say, yeah, that was me. She was like, no, 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 no. She just actually said what she said to him that night. Mm-hmm. And he goes, who's the dirty club? <laughs> He's a fucking weirdo, but I like him. Yeah, no, I mean, I he, a, he, a, he, a, he a freak. I didn't like him. I didn't. I did not like him in True Blood, though. He was a fucking ooh in True Blood. He was a basically he was a vampire rapist in True Blood. A vampire. A vampapist? No, they're different. They're different. A vampire and a vampire do two different things. Please uh, uh, enlighten me. I'm I'm really intrigued by this. What? 
How are they two different things? I forget. <laughs> but they are two different things. So, um, Sarah offers samples from Kendall as long as Ferdinand promises to arrest Dr. Cody. And Sarah says she has a plan to lure out Dr. Cody. Um, and Sarah and Felix find the hotel where punk-ass Mark and Gracie are staying at. And, yeah. They agree that... I don't know why you have such uh, animosity towards Mark and Gracie. I mean, on the one hand, they sold out the the group that took them in. Gracie did. On the other hand, if I was the person who she had sold out, I'd feel a certain sort of way about it after I had taken her in. Yeah. I mean, she did what she thought was best. Everybody on this show has sold somebody out at some point. Except Felix. Yeah, but the thing is, Mark and Gracie started off as bad folks. You know, in terms bad. of the show, in terms they, of the show, they they positioned them to look like they weren't working with on the side of the clones is what I mean. They were they were corrupted. And as soon as they got a chance to escape, they did. But as soon as they got a chance to sell them out, they did that, too. Well, yeah, because Mark was going to be stuck in Caster forever. That's how he got free. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get free. Is he really going? Is he really free? He thinks he's free. You think he is? I hope he that's all that one. matters. Is what you think? I think he should catch one. I think they both should. I mean, he caught a couple. Made me feel good. He was like, "I right, punched me in the face and then punched me in the eye." Don't remember. He's already been shot. True. Um. Back at the industrial space. He, got, he, got, he caught a hot one from Mama. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark's like, yo, I just want a few months together with Gracie before I die. But he and Sarah have an idea how to stop Cody for now. And so back at the industrial space, Kendall and Siobhan renewed their hostility over how Kendall killed John. Um, and Kendall was like, yo, he took you from me. Siobhan's like, I didn't even get a chance to be with him before you took him from me. And Casimo arrives to take blood samples and attempts to make small talk with Kendall to try and ease any hostilities. And Delphine goes to the Dyad Medical Facility where we see Rachel bandaged and unconscious. And Delphine tells Dr. Nealon to move her to another facility so Ferdinand doesn't find her because he thinks she's dead. Uh, after Neelan leaves, Delphine notices how Rachel's manicure fingers look awfully familiar, and Rachel suddenly wakes up and jerks her hand back, accidentally slapping Delphine square in the face. Of course, it's not like, Delphine. I, huh? I was like, yo, she deserved that shit. <laughs> like, she deserved that slap in the fucking face. I mean, like, you're just touching hands out of nowhere, but turns out, as we figured, as we knew, it's not Rachel, it's Crystal, uh, the clone from the nail salon, who has no idea why she's there. And she's like, my eye, am I blind? And Delphine's like, take the fucking bandage off, my nigga. Uh, oh, oh, I'm not blind. Oh, okay. How did she end up being such the dumb one? Well, no, she's not the dumb one because she's fig- she's in the process of figuring all of this shit out, but in her way. Mm-hmm. I love I love Crystal and like the fact that the fact that she doesn't go away after all of this is fucking fantastic. 
And uh, I, I, I love season. I love her in season five. And so uh, Delphine tries to calm her down while also trying to make sense of these turn of events. Um, and Helena and Jesse talk, Jesse towing are making out and talking about kids. Basically Helena's like, I have a baby in me, but I've never been intimate. You about to be my first. But she then said, she, gets, no, she said, I have a science baby in me. <laughs> but, uh, she gets a call from her brother, Sestra. Um, and so she's like, I got to dip out. But you look, I've been patient this long. I can wait a little bit longer, but you're going to get it put on you. Nigga. My thing was, when did the burner phones become iPhones? Do you know what I mean? No, they had been iPhones from the gate, I believe. Like, I know the uh-huh. blue ones were iPhones. I mean, they were. They, I mean, they were just no, they they like were regular old burner phones. phones. Yeah, they it's they look like regular old burner phones, but now all of a sudden they iPhones. The blue ones were iPhones. I know that because I looked yeah, that, at them. That's the one like, that she had. Yeah, like, yeah. So those ones when he gave them to him, but I mean, it's when they got a better deal. <laughs> yeah, like, is when um, is after, like, hey, we doing some things. Like is it. after after he gave them new phones when um, Delphine was calling Sarah and shit like that, trying to get her to be uh, Rachel. Mm-hmm. He was like, "No, nah, we can't have this. Delphine can't have our number like that." So, did y'all see the did y'all see the black skin tone band aids? Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, I, I never like. I never once got a scrap on my, scrape on my body and was like, oh, I wish my Band-Aid blended with my skin. I just thought you it was know, just so random. I never I never think about it until one of my coworkers have to need a Band-Aid. And I notice how it blends in with theirs. And I'm just like, damn, I ain't got nothing like that. You know, it's one of those things where I never paid it attention. But once I saw it, I was like, you know what? This is how it should have been. And there's different shades. And yeah, it's like, it's is, the same way. It's the same way that on that color crayon that's fucking peach. They literally call it flesh. Right. Who's flesh? Not mine. Flesh. Technically, it is flesh. Your flesh under your skin. It's the same color. Technically. I reckon. Technically. I'm I'm I don't know. I know that was brain, I'm like a, I'm like a motherfucker. I'm like a motherfucking zebra. My shit is black all the way through, dog. Like what are we talking Apparently about? it was a company called Brown Bad Brownages. Apparently it was a company called Brownages that went on Shark Tank to get funding. And then Band-Aid started making uh making um making the bandages for that have the different skin tones. Yeah, I, I mean that was, I mean that's not a good name. Like, do you know the do you know the the <laughs> best the best name for a product? And you can find this. You used to be able to find this on Amazon. It is a a a, a, a toilet mitten. You put you put you put the mitten on to wipe yourself. Call shittens. Like that is the best name. For <laughs> best name for a brother. I got brother. That's I like a some horrible shittens. idea, though. Then I gotta wash that shit every day. Nah, it's disposable, but it's a full ass mitten. Like you know what I mean? Go go get a nigga some shittens. Like you know what I mean? That shit just works. I actually did talk to my wife about when we sell this house and get a new house, getting a bidet. 
bidets clean you nice and good. I've never I've never used a bidet, but people who have them swear by them. It's the cleanest you've ever felt felt after using the bathroom. But Browndages is kind of a bad name, but they did kind of steal their idea. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like if I was going to the grocery store and I needed a band-aid, I wouldn't take the extra 10 seconds to look which one. Oh, let me put this up against my skin. Let me see if this one matches. I'm just like, I just grabbed a band-aid. I think I, I, I don't think I will ever really care that strongly. Like it doesn't it doesn't make me go. Yeah. But it doesn't make me go, man, hell no. Like, it's just like, all right, then. Like, it's it's an all right, then situation for me. Pretty much. And I mean, they're, yeah, we grew up without that kind of thing. Sure, cool, whatever. But there's people out there, there's going to be young kids out there who are going to see these and have an opportunity their whole lives to have band-aids their own color. And who knows, for that <laughs> matter of fact. Like, honestly, it's just a simple convenience that we were never even given the option to have no i agree but i do think it's funny i agree because it's funny when you say there's going to be young people that grow up and they get that you know what it's the same way that i say there's there's young folks out there who are going to be able to see cartoons now where the lead character is their race yeah, but it's I feel like that's way different. It's not. No, it's, it's not. A, because it's there are, thing. see, and, and this is the part where I say you've never had children. You've never been around a kid who comes home and says, why don't I have that? Yeah. Because kids ask that a lot. I've had, I've had my Has child. your kid ever asked you that about a Band-Aid? No, but I've had my child no. ask me. My, I have, I've had my child ask me, why wasn't she born white? Yes, you y'all because, are talking about because things of, that are much I mean, more serious than a band Because because no no because no it, it all comes down to representation. Um and like whether it's band-aids or whether it's dolls, whether it's anything else, whether it's cartoons or whatever like that, representation matters, especially to young people. And you know what? Now she can, you know, my, my daughter is constantly fucking her fingers up and always, always needing band-aids. So now she can get band-aids that fit her fingers. Like, so has she ever asked you why the band-aid don't match your skin? Um, no. But that's my point. Honestly. But she has asked you about but, dolls. But here's the thing. But, here's, right? but, but see, here's the thing. Um, the dolls thing I figured out on my own. And the worst part about it was like buying shit from Toys R Us and the black dolls cost more. Um, that was some fuck shit. Like, whoa. Calm the fuck mm-hmm. down. Why the fuck does this one? They're all the same brand. But the black one costs more? Are you kidding me? And they just mm-hmm. say, like, you know, it costs them more to, to, to change the color of the doll or whatever like that. So they add a little something, something on the end. Like, fuck out of here. But I think, like, it's, it's a, but it's also a thing where um, sometimes when my coworkers have Band-Aids on, I don't even notice until they say something. The moment I have a Band-Aid on, everybody's asking me what happened because it shows up that well on me because it doesn't match my skin. Everybody's asking me what happened. The moment I put a Band-Aid on, what happened to you? I mean, having having some, I don't even notice when something happened to them. Obviously, it's not a big deal for us. No. But it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. I just think it's a cool thing. No, and that's what I'm saying. Obviously, it's not a big deal. To us, 
I think it's we true. can admit that. I'm admitting that. I don't really give a fuck. I'm still not going to buy them. I mean, if I walked into a store and I needed a Band-Aid, <laughs> look, nine times out of ten, as I'm a basketball stuff. coach, I already have a first aid kit in my car. The first aid kit that I have in my car is usually made by somebody else, which means that it's not going to have the brown Band-Aids in it. I don't give but a fuck. But you could go out of your way. And buy the brown band-aids for your kids, your basketball kids. But no, why? I get them for free. Because, because now, now you have to buy all of the different flavors. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a bunch <laughs> of different variations of it. Like, you know, so you can your your band-aids are personal to you now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you know, you got to put, you put your hand up to the package. It was like, all right, is this one close? No, is that one close? All right, is this one, this one, that one right there. Yeah, but I feel like all white people don't have the same skin either. Um, No, because you have people like Nicole Kidman who are the whitest people on earth. But like, you know, <laughs> but no, they're, they're not all the same. But, you know. I'm going to buy some. I'm going to support Brownages. But I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was something that, like, you're not, you're not about the band You're not about the band Like, I think it's one of those ideas that, like, once you come out with it, you can make some money on it because people are gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna support the black band aid company. But like, it's one of the things that nobody ever took a second thought about ever. Uh, no, you're saying nobody ever took a second thought about it. Band aid has had these brown bandages for years. <laughs> It, their bandage is always brown. I'm talking no, about I mean, skin tone like, ones. like skin tone, like our skin tone. They've had them for a few years now, and nobody, it's just, just been. It's just there. They're called, they're called, you know what's funny? This is how fucked up the iPhone is. I went to Google and I typed in band aid. That's it. Band aid. You know what popped up? Our tone band aids. <laughs> I bet you they pop up for the white people. They type that in. They got three different tones. They got chocolate. Uh, this is like a brown skin. I feel like light skin is actually closer to the white Band-Aid than this one. This kind of looks like caramel. Wow, yo. I just seen some on Facebook and it's the craziest shit I ever seen. One of my one of my conservative rah-rah liberals are terrible people just posted a meme talking shit about police officers. That's new. Oh yeah, they all mad at them police officers. Yeah, this dude said blue whale's vagina, a blue whale's vagina is so big that it can fit five or six men. Uh, five or six men can fit inside it, making it the second largest pussy in the world next to every Uvalde police officer. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I give them credit. Yeah. Credit where credit is due. But when, when the conservatives are talking shit about police officers, you know that's a problem. No, it's not. No, it's not. Ninety-five percent. Because that's their that's their brand. There's a there's a there's a big percentage of the of America who wants to fucking have gun laws and doesn't like shit that's going on, and it's just that the news won't talk about that fact. That like everybody out there, there's 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 literal there there's uber liberal and uber conservative, and then in the middle there's just people. There's not many people in the middle anymore, though. But it's not people on the far ends. Most people are either right or left. Not far left or far right. There's very few people in the middle. 
But the reason why I don't talk about I it truly, is because I truly believe I'm left. I'm left or center. Most people are left or right. Yeah. But there are not many people in the middle anymore because you just really, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to be. But the but that thing is because, and this is like politically nerdy, but only 10% of the population participates in primaries. And so if you kind of split that between both parties' primaries, you're getting about 5% of the electorate electing the people who goes into the general election. And so on the conservative side, yeah, 80, most people like these gun laws and stuff, but not the hardcore 5% that shows up in primaries. And so they basically go, I got to be hardcore on this or they're going to elect somebody else who is, and I'm going to get primary and lose my spot. And so the 5%, the 5 to 10% is controlling the rest of us. That's how it works. I think you're, I think um, a long time ago, um, what's your, well, um, Rashani, what's your, your, your homeboy that, um, that lives in California has, has, um, possibly some, uh, gang affiliation. He was on a show with us and he played that J rock song, um, when we were talking about politics. And I think he was 100% right about that. Um, where he was playing when, and it was just like, you know, you either with me or you against me. Like, that's how most people in, that, that are super about politics really feel like this is like you on my side or you on no side. Fuck you. And it's, it's become too, it's become too territorial or tribal, tribal. Politics has become too tribal. Like, why can't you just be someone that just cares about, you know, helping people? and trying to make sure that kids don't die in school. Yeah. Go ahead, Rashani. It was Ricky. That was, that's who it was. Ricky. Ricky I know who it was. Yeah. I was, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't remember who it was at the time, but yeah. But that was the first time I ever heard that song. But then, like, that dude got to be on some marching band stuff because he basically has a marching band sample in that song. Even though he's from California and doesn't know anything about black college marching bands. How do you know? Because (laughs) because, because he's from California. He's from California. He has no idea what this shit is really about. How do you know? How do you know that? He can spend all day on YouTube like you. Californians have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I, I'm not following you, Bob. Y'all don't know about the black colleges. You, you don't know about the dirty side. I'm not following you, Bob, because if he, had an uncle, aunt, grandmother, mother, father who went to college in the South before they moved to California for a job, then he would know about black colleges in the South. If he had a friend whose parents did the same thing, same thing. If he had a grandparent. I listen to the album. I ain't find none of that to be anywhere close to what, other than that one song that had that one sample. You're looking for... Band music from no, J Rock. 
No, some some sort of a some sort of um, you know, some sort of recognition of the way things are arranged and stuff like that. Cause you can hear, you can hear things with certain artists. Uh, you can hear that they might've been in a marching band at some point in their life. Oh no, I um, doubt he's like, been in a marching like, band ever. Right. But, but like you, or, or like really knows about it. Like, you, you know, like you, if you look at like Pharrell, you can tell if you listen to Pharrell's music, Pharrell was in a marching band and he played bass drum because you can hear all of the different bass drums because he played in a marching band that had tonals. So he knows how to run the gamut going up and down of the role of tonals like you can hear that in his music like i mean there's there's certain things in the way that he used other percussion instruments like he used congas in a lot of the early um you know a lot of the early neptune stuff and like that's that's you know from being a concert band all, when marching band season was over like you play all of the other percussion instruments and all of that kind of stuff like you can hear that um so like it's there's a there's there's a way there's y'all do have compton college so that's y'all do have that I just feel like sometimes the stuff you say is just hubris. Is it hubris? It is. To say that California doesn't know about this shit. California shouldn't care about this shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he just doesn't know about this. I'm saying he got to worry about way more shit than fucking marching band stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's gangs out there. I did over. So, um, you notice how I put that that scared. <laughs> That scared white people. They have games out there. Um. So, um, yeah, way back to what we were talking about before. Um, Helena gets a call on her clone phone. Her family needs help because Rudy, who's experiencing Flash, is still in neurological trouble, uh, has a ride at the polling station. Allison and Donnie saw the nigga coming from a mile away. I mean, and knew she'd be the prime target. And so Donnie keeps an eye on Rudy's truck and informs Allison that Caster's taking the bait. And being a mark-faced boy, why he wasn't even trying to hide. Like, bruh, put a fucking hoodie on, a hat and some sunglasses, something, nigga. Like, he would just walk in there just like normal. Like, with your fucking peacock hair. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, play this shit cool and figure out how to do your shit. Rudy is not the is not the nigga you send on a mission like this. Yeah, no, he just showed up scar-faced like a motherfucker. Like, what yeah, that? Mark, Mark would have put a fucking hat on at least. Yeah, but Rudy, he's not he's not the sharpest. And fuck that dude anyway. So um Oh, we're gonna talk about Rudy in a minute. Donnie and um uh, Allison drive the campaign bus to the Hendrix house. They tell everybody we gotta make a pit stop real quick. There Allison gets out and goes in the house, which encourages Rudy to go in through the garage door, but he don't find Allison in there, he finds Helena. And Elena's like, you's a goddamn rapist. I'ma stab you through the goddamn bicep. The fuck you gonna do? The fuck you gonna do? The fuck you gonna do? I love her prison prison rules. You want some tape? Want some tape? <laughs> she tape. She's taping fucking a, a knife and a fucking screwdriver to her hand to make sure that she don't drop this bitch after she fucks you up. Like there's that's some real shit. And then when he, when he says, "Nah, I'm good," she does the smoothest drops the fucking roll of tape and, and kicks 
takes it and he hits this nigga square in the fucking nose. Like, how the fuck do you even aim that shit when you drop it and just kick it like that? Like, she's Helena's fucking amazing. That's why she's my favorite clone. 100%. You can't kick somebody in the face standing right in front of you. No, she she kicked she dropped the she dropped the tape, kicked the tape into his face. Yeah, she punted it into his face. Yeah. Standing right in front of him. I'm sure you could do that too. I mean, that doesn't I mean, like, that doesn't seem like something you can really like you gotta be pretty decent at what the fuck you do to aim that shit square into a motherfucking nose. I, I mean, like I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're standing in front of each other. I can hit you with this, but I can't. I don't think I'm skilled enough to to dictate where the fuck this shit hits you. She made sure that shit hit him in the fucking face. She's from Ukraine. She played soccer when she was younger. She know what she's doing. I don't know. That shit look like some crossing <laughs> tiger hitting dragon type shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like that shit, see, that was skill. She kicked that tape hard enough to make that nigga bleed. Like, <laughs> right. Catch, bitch. Hunters, hunters <laughs> kick footballs in the trash can 60 yards away. She ain't no but puncher, you, though. She a murderer. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you could kick a, a roll of tape into somebody's head that's right in front of you. What was more impressive was her whipping his ass and stabbing him through his bicep from the bottom. Mm. Uh, but but also he was glitching. Like it's like he st- he started glitching like as soon as he got there. So like, oh. don't matter if he was glitching, as Al- as uh Helena told him, you violated a lot of women. You sterilize a lot of women. I was just doing my job. No, you're a rapist. Yeah, she said that she said that again to him when while he was laying on the ground. And like she was, she seemed so like, like loving in watching him die. That was that was just kind of that was just kind of weird. Like she was like stroking his face and stuff like that. Like go to sleep, little nigga, and like <laughs> good night. Like it, it 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 was it just seemed so weird to me. But. But she t- she told him she was gonna stab him through the bicep, and he was just like, "All right, dude. All right, and fuck it up." The then fuck. she stuck a screwdriver through this nigga arm from the bottom, like 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 Brandon said. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. This part also didn't make any sense. How did Mark call that woman, and she did not know that it was Mark and not Rudy? Because they all because, look just because alike when it's bruised up enough. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy had Rudy has the scar on that side of his face. Y'all are the same, missing the, the same side. The same. About how they look? They but, got but, different phone numbers. They probably all had burners of some sort. Okay, then there's two different phone numbers. Yeah, but like at this point, they ain't really that many of them. So like, if she gets a call from a burner, it could be any of the ones that she got left. She only got a couple left. Okay, I guess that's fair. I'll allow it. So Rudy, uh, Rudy dead, and uh, Sarah and Felix bring Mark to the industrial side with Kendall, and they check in with Donnie, who says Rudy's in place. 
and Mark braced himself, and Sarah beats him up, punched him in the face. Now I want to die. She hit that nigga so hard, bro. I went the first time. That first hit. That she has. She has some snap in her shit too. Like you know what mm-hmm. I mean. The way the way they say like. The, the way that that boxers say like when 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 you hit this bag or something like that you supposed to hear that snap like she snapped that motherfucker like so yeah i winced the first time because that shit sounded like she hit him hard as fuck and um he puts on a hood to obscure to obscure his lack of a scar um, and pretends to be Rudy, bloodied and bruised, and calls Dr. Cody, telling her he got to Helena, hence the bruises, and that she led him to Kendall. And then he turns the phone to show Kendall right there, and he sends Dr. Cody a location and says, I'm here. And so Dr. Cody and the troops arrive at the location, and while the troops are away, Ferdinand comes up to the window. One shot kill of the driver. Hops his in the man, car. His man, shoot the, his man shoot the driver. And, and he, he hops in the in. car and he's like, hey, I'm Ferdinand. Hi, hi, I'm Ferdinand. Hey, I'm Ferdinand. Y'all I owe see. Ferdinand an apology. Do we? I'm not going to apologize to every white person you think that you should be caping for, Brandon. I yep. I, I, never apology. said, I ne- what did I ever say about Ferdinand that, that, that deserves an apology? Other than like, he a freak. I know. You know I know. Talking f- shit about him when he was with fake Rachel. Yeah, he he weird. Like that's the only thing I've ever said about him. He's a weird dude. And like I couldn't say why I liked Ferdinand, but like his turn this episode is why I like Ferdinand. Is there any other reason? I'm 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 really listening. To see why I should be apologizing for Ferdinand. Because y'all were mean to him. You think I'm mean to every white person, Brandon? Well, I should tell you something. <laughs> yeah, that you came for white people. Ferdinand. Well, that you're mean to white people. Ferdinand will make Rashani call in and apologize. I'm objective. <laughs> you're objective? Yes. You know who else has our objective? Fox News. No, not anymore. They took that slogan away. Good. And it wasn't objective. It was fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. Fuck out of here. Fair and balanced. But they got rid of that slogan. Yeah. But Sarah is that the new slogan is fuck out of here. Sarah and Miss S um, agree that the cancer program is no longer an active enemy. And they get Kendall to explain that years after she donated her cell lines, which was kept secret from everyone except for uh, Ethan Duncan. He came to her and said Neo Lucian had ruined the science and had corrupted his wife, Susan, and that he was now on the run. So Kendall sent him to Miss S, the rebel who had contacts. And in return, Ethan steered one clone that wasn't th- under their control to Miss S, the foster daughter, Sarah. Why didn't he send her in, Helena? Helena was not in the Helena was not in the foster care. Helena was not in the foster care system. Um, because remember, she said she gave one to the state and one to the church. So, like, I don't know, I don't know who knew that she that that she was having twins. Who knew? She got the fuck out of there. She had those, she had those babies wherever she had them in some sort of seclusion away from the actual project. And you know, because remember, they said that. 
she said she overheard the Duncans talking and Sarah was supposed to go to them. And they were going to pretend to be her fucking parents. Like, so Sarah was supposed to be Rachel. So she got the fuck out of there. Gave and I don't know if they knew that she was having twins at this point. So she gave one to the state, foster care. She gave one to the church. I'm pretty sure ain't nobody know that. Ain't nobody know that. Church of Prolethians. Um, no. Which still you, sounds like some shit from you fucking. Do, you, do, you do get the you do get a little bit of backstory on Helena at some point. I don't know exactly when that happens, but she gave her to the church. She was in a she was in the convent. And they came and got her from the convent. So, like, did we ever mention that Prolethean sound like something from Mass Effect? No, nah, it sounds like, like from the fucking Citadel. No, nah, it sounds like something you catch. It does sound like that. That's it a good like the group from the fucking Citadel, my nigga. The ones that you got to go around and tap on in Mass no. Effect Two. No, it's the fucking. The, it's, it sounds like Protheans, which were the precursors to this circle. Um, and you don't actually meet one because they all died out until you realize some things in Mass Effect 2, and then you actually meet one in Mass Effect 3. Um, but regardless, it sounds like something from Mass Effect. No, it sounds like something you catch on your feet. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Go ahead and use that in a sentence, and you'll dead that one. Book, right? <laughs> I just want to say that. I, um, I, somebody, I was watching a, a reaction. Somebody watched Hot Spotter for the first time. Uh, um. Delphine has Dr. Nealon at, at Dyad restrained with guards near, and she learned that the real Rachel went to Austria and then went to a private hospital and then disappeared. And Nealon says Neil Lucian's running all of this, including Dyad and Topside, and, and Dr. Leakey was a useful face, but Neil Lucian is much more than just his ideas. So the tailman is running this. He was. No, he was just the he was just the the front man on the Neolution side for the club and the body modifications and stuff like that. Because remember, Leaky was above him when it comes how to does, Neil. How did Neolution. Delphine not have 24-hour security? It's a good question. Well, well, keep in mind, Rachel only really had her mans in them. And then her mans in them got killed by Helena, but like But she also had Paul. Did she though? We don't know the nigga dead. Cause she had Paul. She had Paul for like a little bit. Like after the after dude died, I can't even think of his name. After dude died, she had Paul become her Daniel. new monitor. Yeah, Daniel. There you go. Um, after after Daniel died, she had Paul become her new monitor. He did a little bit of running for her, and then he just fucking appeared. It came back as a motherfucking major. So like, we don't. Yeah, even but that know. dude told Delphine she got twenty four hours to live. She should have went and got her a bodyguard. They got the bread. I mean, who could she trust? Like the the fucking Neolution seems to have people everywhere. So who, at this point, who could she trust? So Neolution is Hydra. Pretty, Pretty much. much. Okay. I get it. Uh, at the industrial site, Ferdinand and his henchmen arrive, and Sarah leads him to Kendall to get the arranged blood sample. Um, and Dr. Nealon at the same time tells Delphine the top side will soon deliver the genome into the hands of Neolution. He then bites his cheek, chews a bit, 
and then jumps at her. He was handcuffed, but not really restrained, and she had no guards in the room with her for some fucking reason. Right. So he really holds her down and tries to spit something into her mouth, and then she shoots him. She examines and finds out what he was trying to spit into her mouth was a fucking worm. What the fuck was that? Seriously. It was like a tequila-type worm, and, and he was just... Ugh. Nasty fucking shit. It was nasty. Yeah, those things are fucking disgusting. I, I remember the first time I saw that shit. I was like, what the fuck kind of alien shit is going on fucking here? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you find out you find out a little bit more about that later. Okay, cool. So we're going to find out, y'all, a little bit more about that later on as time goes on. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Right. I still like that song. Um, so then after, um, he, he gets shot. She ain't, she still ain't kill him. She ain't, she ain't shoot him, shoot him. He ain't dead, dead. He alive enough to be like, nigga, you gonna die soon. You ain't gonna live until morning. At the point where a nigga tell me I ain't gonna live until morning, you know what I'm not gonna do? The rule is still walking to a fucking parking garage by myself. That's what I ain't going to do. And why was she in a parking garage? She was going all around town settling her fucking affairs because she knew something may happen to her. And then, like, all of a sudden, she's in a fucking parking garage. Like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Like, she had just left them at Bubbles. So, like, why is she in a parking garage? So... She hops on the phone while she's on the phone with Sarah and she tells Sarah who is at um, who's at the facility with Ferdinand. She tells Sarah, you can't give the uh, genome to Ferdinand. And yeah, this happens. Why not? Because both Lita and Castro are run by Neolution. Look, we're all part of a larger agenda. Ferdinand is just a pawn to get them the original genome. Tell him Rachel is alive and that Neolution has her. Right. Who was that, love? Who is Delphine? Rachel's still alive. Rachel? She's taken by Neolution. Delphine says you're just a pawn. What are you looking at? Continue <laughs> with the swabbing. They haven't just infiltrated Leader, they run Costa too. Both projects. This that nigga picks sense, up a huh? bat. Those genetically obsessed zealots. I hate the illusionists. I hate them. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them. This is Mary and Joseph. Neo's in Costa, Neo's in Topside, Neo's. Right next to me. We're everywhere. I knew it. Well, I- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fucking like I'm gonna tell you, the sound design team, fucking A plus. Goddamn it, <laughs> that shit just like that. The sound of that fucking bat hitting him in the head. That shit sounded awful. 
absolutely <laughs> fucking awful. I hate him. Oh, yeah. Can't get your genetic material here now, can we? Uh, y'all might want to dip out because it's about to get kind of nasty up in this bitch. <laughs> he was like, you need to hide her. I'm pretty sure you got a plan. Don't tell me where it is. I'll be in contact. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he was, he was real like, he was real like, all right, this is what we're doing. Like immediately. Just like, all right, this is what we're doing. All right, we got this. Don't 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 look at don't look at this. Just cover your eyes. You walk out the door. You ain't gonna want to see this shit. I got a lot of work to do with this nigga. I'm gonna go medieval on his ass. Right. He he, he bringing him to the acid, bro. Mm-hmm. At Bubbles, there's a celebratory dinner uh, with Sarah, family, and all the Cestus because Allison won the election. Um, question. Mm-hmm. Since Allison, well, since Helena killed Pouchy, we we assume. And Pouchy's niece, we assume. Allison still has clients who are going to expect pills from her. We just out the game now? I guess because, like, we, we ever since that happened, we ain't heard nothing else about them selling pills. Right? Like, you got addicts who are going to be looking for you. But, you know, they don't think about that kind of stuff. Um, <sighs> they toast the missing ones, such as Beth. Um, and Delphine at the same time comes up. She knocks on the door. Uh, she talks to Kasima. Kasima's like, I'm sorry that I didn't realize what I should have realized. I don't know who put you in the circumstance in the first place, but you know, life. And Delphine kisses Kasima. And they hug. And then she goes into the parking garage by herself and realizes she's being followed and turns and asks somebody we don't see but what will happen at some point. At some point, at some point, she goes. To, she goes to Shay. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. She says, gives her a card and says, "Tell her that I've given you permission to know everything, if she, she wants says, to tell you everything." Yep. And then she goes to the parking garage and she gets shot and she falls and footsteps approach her. And then we go back to the house that Rachel is at, and she's still like, where am I? And a little girl walks in, hobbled, and we can see that it's, it's Charlotte, the, the little girl from before that was with um, the head of Topside, I thought. No, she was just one of them. She's not okay. the head. It's, a, it's more like a board. And she's like, what? Where, Rachel's like, like where am I? Mm. She was like, where am I, and what am I doing here, and Charlotte's like, well, she said that you're going to be my mommy. And Rachel's like, who said that? And Rachel's mom walks in, Susan Duncan. So then it made sense to me that Susan and uh, Ethan had split up in their mindsets of what should be going on. And Wasn't Susan. Was being killed by Leaky? He was too. It was all yeah. a plot. No, but but remember what, what the mama said. Ethan said, like, Nia Lucian turned everybody out, including my wife. So I got to make sure I keep you safe. And then that's when he, that's when she sent him to Mrs. S to get hit. So he got, he got away from that shit. And since he already said that she's team Nia Lucian at this point, I guess they took care of her too. It made it seem like they both died. And then we see a snow field and a lone house with Kira walking outside and 
two snow speeders zoom up to the house and Kira smiles and runs up to him. And the first speeder takes off her mask and it's Sarah and they hug and, and uh, Kendall's like, it's cold as balls out here. And Miss S like, shut the fuck up. And they talk about how they miss each other. And that's pretty much the season. I almost stood up and clapped. I I thought this was re- I thought this was extremely well done. I enjoyed it. I I thought it was a good way to wrap up. To, I think it was a good way to wrap up the season and give us some things to lead us into next season. Because we got a couple things that we we're like, what the fuck is that? So like, you know, like the fucking that worm, uh, that worm, uh, fucking. Um, Susan Duncan, like, there's some things like where, where the fuck is Rachel? Like, you know what I mean? Like that type of shit right now is like these questions that need to get answered. So I, I thought it was, I thought it was extremely well done. I was, I was very pleased. And if you get, if you get a moment, um, watch the featurette is on it was on the voodoo thing because they gave you all of the featurettes and shit too which i thought was dope i watched the featurette of how they filmed that uh that scene uh of them all at the table that seemed like a lot of fucking work a whole lot of work but they pulled that shit off brandon you got anything coming up Mm. Don't be talking about the boys this weekend. Is the season starting back up soon? It starts on Friday. Really? Okay, cool. Cool. I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see what they do for Hero Gasm. I don't know how they're going to make that TV friendly, even Amazon friendly. So I just want to see it. And then, uh, of course, Soldier Boy. I want to know what's going. On. I want. I want to know how they're going to integrate Soldier Boy into the story. Not that Soldier Boy. You Soldier Boy. Soldier is the most influential rapper in the two thousands. Is he really? Unfortunately, yes. Influential. In the way that he taught so, people to go so, viral through YouTube so, and whatnot, yes. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. We, no, no, no. We not just gonna say that and let this shit ride. Soldier Boy in the early in the two thousands is more influential on the game than Wayne. Are yes. you out of your fucking mind? In yes. the way that he Through went viral, the whole genre of music. I can't roll with that. Not not over Wayne. Like, bro, Wayne changed. Everything about hip hop in the he 2000s. didn't really change nothing. He was just really good at it. He was really good at it, and so many people tried to be like him, and so many people tried to be near him. Like you know, what I mean, like Wayne really had a chokehold on the game, and we had they had this thing with this Mount Rushmore of um, they, they were trying to figure out who was the number four, um, and it was the already on the Mount Rushmore was Wayne, Kanye, Jay. And I guess Eminem won the last one. And I'm like, the fact that Nas is, is not here in place of Kanye is fucking weird to me. But okay, we'll just let this run. Nas had one good album. Mm. And another one that was two decent. 
two. But no, Soldier Boy created that. He made that Atlanta dance rap style blew up, and for like the next ten years, that's all. Like you could just go down the list of those songs. I could, I could, I can see came that. After that. Like, I can see, I can see, like he, he really, he really started that that dance nonsense. Um, and Rashani's right too. The YouTube thing, the going viral. Rap music, like he started that so, whole. So we bl- so we blame in Soldier Boy for SoundCloud rappers. Yes, I I I mean I guess on a certain level I can roll with you, especially the dance craze stuff, um, going 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 viral and parlaying that into a career. Because think it, well, the way I look at it is like this: as far as going viral, it. Before him, it wasn't YouTube really being used to get folks known through with their music. It was that piff, but you know. Was only yeah. that, but he and was, and then he yeah. came out, and then right after him, the nigga came out with Gangnam Style, and I feel like those two mm-hmm. pushed their career through going viral on YouTube. Yeah. Which is why I would say that in that regard, after that, everybody was trying to go well, viral. Well, after that, there was there was. Um, Tick, not okay. TikTok, but Vine, and there was all these other things where folks were rapping on there and just trying to get a name for themselves through social media. But before that, it was mixtapes. This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna put out and SoundCloud. And then, like, and then people started taking each other's dances, calling it something else, and and make it because Soldier Boy came out with his next dance was him and his friend was doing this dance called the Swag, and it was just like, wow, that looks really, really kind of effeminate. And then someone, all they really did was because it was about like putting, moving your hands. It was like putting your hands, like you're looking in a mirror, like over your face and all this kind of stuff and going over your head or whatever like that. And like someone took out that one little piece of like, like you're holding up a mirror to yourself and came up with the Dougie and made it a thing. The swag didn't actually pop, but the Dougie actually did. And then fucking the dude came out with the fucking, the, the, what was the, what was the um the, the dude that came out with the Ricky Bobby and then the dudes from California stole that shit and called it the Cat Daddy and all of a sudden it became a big fucking deal like there was a lot of shit happening around that time so you know what yeah, I, can, I can say you're right you're right Kanye I, I West say, said he's one of the top five most influential rappers ever but I'm, I don't know if I go that far but maybe I mean and and the thing is you just got to keep in mind influential does not mean good right it just means yeah, they right. did something to change the game and he definitely did that. Yeah, he yeah. changed the world of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. And he was young. What he what? Well, that was when they had all them young kids under seventeen doing all the rappers, all those um rap doing all those songs, like the whipping Nene dude. Yeah, all we never, heard, we never heard from that nigga ever again. Did that nigga ever come out with a second song? But honestly, you don't have to. Back then, you know, that was like before that. I think the other thing that was big before the dance craze was niggas getting their songs into a ringtone and getting rich off ringtones. Mm-hmm. The T-Pain. Mm-hmm. T-Pain effect. So, like, if you put out one song and it became a ringtone, you were pretty much set. Yeah, T-Pain started talking about, like, the, the checks that he was getting during the ringtone era. And he said that his checks 
for ringtones was dwarfing what he was making as an actual artist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, there's there's things that definitely influenced and changed the game of hip hop. And I will give Soldier Boy his props because that song was everywhere. But the only way that people really saw it initially was they they watched it to learn the dance. Mm-hmm. They didn't watch it to hear the song. They watched it to learn that dance. And then that so- that dance went viral, which then caused what's now in the TikTok era. You know, folks going viral off dances, Doja Cat and, and Drake and all these other people who are having songs go platinum based off a really famous dance, a really successful dance. So I see where Brandon's coming from. I, I can I can see that because like, you know the um the niggas the, the, literally make songs now just to go viral off dances. Like they strive yeah. to go yeah they, dance and track. They, and you know this shit is so big right now that remember when um black people started uh started to strike making dances off of new music because white people were stealing their shit and making their shit bigger than theirs. Mm-hmm. Like that one, like like that one girl who had her uh, one little black girl who got her shit stolen, and the girl ended up with uh, the the white girl ended up on the fucking all star game or some shit like that doing her fucking dance. Um, they they decided to strike, and what was coming out around that time when they said that we're not coming up with no more dances for y'all to steal, man, it was garbage. Like it was just a bunch of garbage coming out, and people were talking about just how trash it was, and then like fucking um Megan Thee Stallion started complaining because she started coming out with new music and they want no dances coming out to it so they ended up going back and doing more shit but like the TikTok thing is really about black people and Soldier Boy made that song on Fruity Loops <laughs> fucking what you call it what you call it still use FL Studio what you call it still used FL Studio when he was making songs for making songs for Jay-Z like what are we talking about? FL Studio became a huge thing. Um, what's his name? Oh boy, who used to be the uh the producer and DJ for Lil Brother. Uh I can't I cannot think. Oh fuck. What the fuck is his name? Knife Wonder. There we go. Knife Wonder. The songs that he produced for Jay-Z that was on like the black album and shit like that. All of that stuff was made in FL Studio. Ain't nothing wrong with Fruity Loops. I mean, I don't think think anyone boys hip hop name. I don't think anybody calls it Fruity Loops anymore. Do we we still call it Fruity Loops? I call it Fruity Loops. It's FL Studio to me. I mean, respect. I mean, it's not problematic, is it? No, just I I just didn't know we still did that. Yeah, I, I walk a different path than y'all niggas. Y'all niggas from the South. Yeah. I'm not from the South. So, Scar, you got anything coming up? You are. The, the Mason-Dixon line is above Maryland, actually. Um, we no. fought with the North in the war, so I'm from the North. But the, the, the line... I don't care about the line. I was on the right side. You wasn't. Right. I was the capital. <laughs> I was on the right side of that board. I was the capital of the Confederacy. <laughs> I'm in the con- I was in what was going to be the capital of the Confederacy. No, I don't have boy any- now. 
Yeah. No, I don't have yeah. anything going on. I think so. Soldier Boy, I think. Um, I mean, whatever happened to him? We forgot how to rap. He tried to box Chris Brown. That's what I know. Him and Chris no, Brown he, were fighting over Karuchi. No, nah, remember, remember when he got his ass whooped on the street? <laughs> if he did, you mean when the bloods he, took his phone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, this thing. He was talking. He was talking a bunch of shit about being on the streets in California, and some some niggas whooped his ass and took his fucking phone while he was live streaming. But that was within the frame of him talking shit about Chris Brown. Yeah, he was like, "Chris Brown want to do this and that," and I'm in the hood, and the blood started coming out around that nigga. (laughs) Because Chris Brown is a horrible person, but I feel like he would fuck Soldier Boy up. (laughs) Of course. That's 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 VA. I know he's a horrible person, and I feel like he would fuck Soldier Boy. But, but you, let me tell you how how horrible of a person that people still think that he is. Like a week or so ago, people were coming after him on Twitter, and all he did was say congratulations to Rihanna on her child. And they came after him. Like, how dare you speak to her? Like, God damn! All he said was congratulations on her having her baby. Like, what the fuck? Like, he said nothing else. He said nothing else. All he did was say congratulations on your child. Look, and that was it. And that and, 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 they, and Twitter took the fuck off. Look, if somebody who hit, hurt, affected, did something to one of my friends, not even going to say parent, but one of my friends came back around after they had done something horrible to that person and tried to say anything nice and my pop up too and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, but also keep in mind, that they reconciled after that. Yeah, they did. So like, so like, so, but, but like, so like, you know, that person that's in an abusive relationship and they keep going back. Like at at some point you just got to be like, well, that's on her. Like I can't do anything because she's just going to keep going back. If she went back after that, then obviously there's a, there's a level of forgiveness. And I know that you're not really one with the forgiveness, Rashani. Um, but there's a level of forgiveness that I got to have because if they, if, if they can work their shit out, then, there ain't no reason for me to be mad. I feel like that's a fair point. It is weird out madding the person that the bad thing happened to. Yeah. That is a thing in today's world, though. Yeah. It's like so, something fucked up will happen, and somebody will be like, yeah, dog, like, it was messed up, but it wasn't that bad. And then a million people would be like, no, actually, let me tell you why you should be more angry about this. <laughs> right. That's I mean, that's 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 society right now. <laughs> let me tell you why you should be mad right now. That's pretty much how society goes. But I understand Rashani's point, too. Both of you have good points on this one. Yeah, I, I just I just know that I can't be, you know, like like my man did the Michael Jackson tribute. He cried. He made everybody else cry. And he was forgiven at that point for a lot of people. And really? you know what? The thing with Chris Brown you, is that he was, never was, showed any what, growth. It's why people still mad at him. Um, I think I think you're right because I think what he did what he did to his other ex, like kind yeah. of stalking her, stalking her, and doing shit like that. Now, as far as we know, he hit her, but like he still didn't see you know. But like, let's be honest. Like these are these are these are these are young, very spoiled people, and well, Chris Brown's not young anymore. He was, but he was young when all of this shit happened. 
The first like, time you know, around, yes, not yes. the recent times. No, he's yeah. not young anymore. Yeah. He's he's not he's he's not a very he's not a very good person. But I can't be mad at him for some shit that the person he did it to ain't mad about no more. That's not how this works. I just I I can't be mad at him if she forgave him. I can't be mad no more. Okay, like, cool. Want to bet? Okay. So is that, that is that is that for everybody? You can't be mad at somebody if the person that they were mad at forgave them. Um, I think I can't have the same feelings that I had about it if they forgave them. Like I may still feel the way that I feel, but like I can't really go. Like I'm not gonna go in or nothing. Like, really? What are we talking about? I'm 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 just thinking about. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm I'm thinking about theoretical futures. Okay. Like if. God forbid, either of our daughters were ever in an abusive relationship and they kept going back. Would you forgive the person who kept assaulting them because they were like, you know what? I forgive them. No, it wouldn't be a forgiving situation. It would be like, yo, if, if the first time this shit happens, I get my daughter under control and I do what I can to make sure this shit never happens again. But if it happens if she again, keeps, if she's if like, she I keeps forgive going, him, if, if I keeps, forgive him, do you just drop it and let it go? No, if she keeps going back to him, if like if she forgives him, that's one thing. But if she keeps going back to him at some point, it's just nothing I can do to keep her away from him. Like, you know, what I mean, like is in the more that I do is going to make her want to go back. So I just fall back. I can feel how I'm feeling, but I can't be I can't be as mad as I was initially, because let's be honest, like I, 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 I literally see someone in one of these types of relationships every weekday. Yeah, but Rashani, to your point, did did Rihanna keep going back to Chris Brown? No, but he's saying just, that because oh. he what he's saying is because she forgave him, he was willing to let it go and Chris Brown is absolved. No, I didn't say he was absolved. I say he was still a bad person. I say he was still a bad person. Um I never said that he wasn't. Nope. And and you know me, I don't speak. I don't I typically don't speak ill of Virginia artists. I don't. But in this case, he's still a horrible person. And like and like Brandon said, he he never quite learned what he needed to do now with his with his other exes and stuff like that he still did some fuck shit Mm -hmm. um now it wasn't as it it wasn't as uh, well as far as i am aware of it wasn't as bad as like beating a woman but like stalking them and like making them feel uncomfortable and stuff like that that's some fuck shit and like we we should never celebrate that Chris brown is not ray rice right so like ray you like ray the funny thing with me with ray rice is like Ray Rice situation is what everyone tells you what should happen after you do some really horrible shit, right? Like he fucking went and got help, apparently like serious help, like serious, serious help. He started putting his time and his money into that. To that <laughs> and community. they got married after that. So he if went they got back, married after that, I can't be he, mad at Ray Rice. No he more. started mentoring young men not to do down that shit and go down that path and to work on their anger. Like he did all the shit that you're that people tell you you're supposed to do when you fuck up. Mm-hmm. And to this day, people still don't Ray like Rice him. And you know shit. why? You know why people still don't like him? Because he went and handled his business privately. Yeah, like you're supposed to. Yes, he went and handled his business privately. Chris Brown is beating women up publicly. 
Yeah, that's true. But what I'm saying is people still Ray Rice ain't shit. Exactly, because they don't know if they knew that he had done all that stuff. Like a lot of folks don't know the stuff. Did he, be, did, did he beat a woman publicly, or was it brought publicly because they were both? Yeah, famous? it was. Well, it was privately, it, but the tape got, got released. Yeah, it got yeah. released. And yeah. what what I'm saying is with um, even with Michael Vick, like folks don't like yeah, him same thing because Tim they don't Hardaway. know that he did all this great shit privately. Tim Hardaway too, mm-hmm. same thing. Stood for but, the LGBTQ community. Uh, learned, became better, improved himself, like talked about how his generational traumas caused this issue and how he was breaking those bonds and did it privately. There's a ton of people who grow and change privately, but because they never say anything in public again, the last thing that people know is that shitty thing that they did. Yeah, but the thing about Ray Rice is he was doing that shit. Like he was making public appearances he was doing, he was going like he did a lot of shit. And, and, and let, none of this shit defends what he initially did. So the point is, like, once you do that shit, you can do two things you can be Chris Brown and do other fuck shit, or you can, like, actually try to make a difference and try to make up for what you did. Mm-hmm. Or we can, or we can do the do the thing that the, that we typically do is we take all of our feelings when when someone does the fuck shit. We take all of our feelings about a certain artist and we put it on another, like what we did with Trey Songs uh, when Chris Brown started fucking up. We went to another Virginia artist and we went to Trey Songs, and turns out Trey Songs ain't shit either. <laughs> just something about them Virginia niggas. <laughs> I didn't know Trey Songs was from Virginia, but now it makes sense. He's from Petersburg. He's from the first, Petersburg, the first Virginia state. The very first time I ever heard of Trey Songs, it was doing a Labor Day Classic Battle of the Bands. He uh, he came out with Virginia State's band, and they played "Just Gotta Make It," and he sang. With he saying, just gotta make it with the band. That's the first time I. That's the first time I even ever heard that song. I never even met knew. I never met a person from Petersburg. All I do is that Virginia State was there. Yeah. Leave a review on Spotify. And it's, and it takes very, like thirteen seconds. Very close to that campus, there is a Italian restaurant that is fucking fantastic called Vincenzo's. Holy fuck, get the meat lovers fucking lasagna. It is the best thing I have ever had. Nobody listen to our show will ever be in Petersburg, Virginia. No one should. <laughs> <laughs> Petersburg. Petersburg is 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 Mississippi with Virginia State in the middle. <laughs> oh. Absolutely. Is 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 Mississippi with Virginia State? You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the good pods and uh, copy and paste that in Apple Podcasts. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Uh, the show is RTO Podcast. I mean, technically, since that is my account, you can reach me there. I slide through every so often. Technically. Technically. Best bet for you is a uh, Ratchet Book Club. I've been on Twitter much the last couple of weeks. Um, oh shit! I meant to tell y'all. Oh, hold on. Primarily because of life, but I'm still floating through. Um, you can donate to I the show. I got my shirt, niggas. Oh, look at that. Okay, I gotta see this. Hold it up again. 
Okay, good. It did what I wanted it to. Uh, my oh, biggest issue. I do issue, have one thing with Sharni. I do my have biggest, My biggest issue is always that the logo doesn't fill up the entire chest area of your body. I didn't want it to be like just a little square in the middle of your uh, nipples and nah. whatnot. Nah, and I got I got a four X because I know this bitch is gonna shrink. So I might as well get a get a get an X or two. Yeah, for sure. What's up, Brandon? I do have something. So now that it's public. Uh, shout out to my man Jeff for the Jeff vs. the World podcast. He had a a scare or a health scare. The nigga had a stroke and 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 beat it and fought through. And he's he's strong as fuck. Let's be real about it. Because uh, a stroke ain't no goddamn joke. And I know I that know. he's still walking. He's still walking the path of recovery. But we love him and we got him one hundred percent. And I talked to that nigga a couple days ago. Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, no, that's all I wanted to say. Just shout out and uh. Show him some love. You got the time. Yep. That nigga's putting in work. He just put out an episode uh, on his Jeff First the World podcast that speaks about it. He also put out an episode where he talks about Naomi and, and, and Sasha Banks and how they being treated in the I Am Not Dave Wrestling podcast. Y'all need to show my nigga some love. Real talk. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the uh, Good Pods app. You can uh, leave a tip in the tip jar. Just a tip. Scars. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was smoking. Sorry. Just a tip. Uh, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. 916-633-1537. Uh, Oswald at gmail.com is still the email address. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. The theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know about now, did you slip?